0: Hey, on my travel Ones podcast today, I'm lucky to have Megan Driscoll. How are you today, Megan?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: Excellent. It's a wonderful Monday, so all good it today.
1: It's a good Monday.
0: As the founder and CEO of Evolve MKD, I love that company name actually.
1: Thank you. It was actually uh, it a long time to name the company. It was the hardest thing I've done so far. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're like, well, I was the same. I was in the same boat actually. I like, I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Hard. like, I just want to work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Evolve MKD is a public relations social media agency. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm going to use a term I've never in my life used before. Your boutique firm is part of the prestige beauty industry.
1: So, yeah, so we have, um, we have clients that are in uh, prestige and mass beauty, which prestige is basically means expensive beauty that's their way of saying it and then we do um, a fair amount in aesthetics and dermatology healthcare and lifestyle we started working with um, Austin Cocktails and the Plaza Hotel so um, it's a nice mix of clients and it definitely makes every day exciting
0: how would you even get started or involved with prestige beauty
1: Uh, Well, for me personally, it started accidentally. My background actually when I started in public relations was in like true healthcare, pharma, and biotech. And then basically I took a job. um, I think I was like 25. I took a job and I think truly the agency was a little short-staffed on a couple of accounts. So I think they realized I was, you know, I had a brain and could kind of jump in and figure things out. So I ended up being staffed on a couple of skincare accounts and a few aesthetic accounts and fell in love. So, and here awesome. we are.
0: Uh, how much traveling do you do for you know, public relations?
1: So, my situation is probably a little bit different than other PR folks. Um, you know, I think being the owner of the agency and just the kind of clients that I've always found myself working with, um, they really enjoy FaceTime. And they enjoy, um, you know, we do a lot of kind of strategy meetings and a lot of um, planning. And so for that, it's really just important to be in person. So usually I end up traveling at a minimum, like two, three times a month. Um, I do a lot of West Coast travel. To be honest with you, I actually like to travel. It kind of breaks up the week a little bit. When I was growing up, I never wanted a job that was routine. So I definitely chose the right industry because every day is dramatically different. And when you factor in, travel to that, um, it makes it even more different.
0: I, yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, that's some people are, are I think geared for office work and some people are not.
1: Yeah. And, and, and then also,
0: there's the balance. I
1: like, yeah, for sure. And I, I, like, I, mean, I love being in the office because I love my team and I love the energy that we have going on in the office. But I think it's also nice to get to see where your clients are working and what the energy in their office is like because I, that's, those are the kinds of things you just can't get on the phone. And I think as much as our world is so we're so digitally focused now and so like digitally connected, I actually think that makes the in-person time that
0: much more important for the relationship. Yeah, and, I, and maybe it's just because that's the type of sales I do as well. I, I, doing things in person is just so much better for me. You know, instead of you know, Because I could do a lot of my work over email or, or you know, FaceTime and, and, and video conferencing, but there's so much you pick up when you're there in person.
1: I agree. I think, um, you know, I even think with that with staff here, we have um, we have a long time staff member that actually works remote. And I think the reason that it works is because she was with us in person for like the first two and a half years of the company's existence. So we kind of all got to know her really well. So, So now her being remote, you know, is fine. But I think it would be hard for a teammate to always start that way. Like, I think you do need there are things you pick up in terms of like body language, mannerisms facial expressions, um, just being able to like dig into a problem with someone, those like hallway conversations that I think it's, it's hard to yeah. have that when you're not in person.
0: Exactly. When you have to travel for work, are you a get in and get out person or do you ever spend some extra time to see the sites?
1: So it really depends. It depends on where I'm going and it also depends on kind of what's <laughs> happening. If I'm traveling internationally, which I used to do quite a bit for work, I almost always add time because I think one of the most, the saddest thing about traveling internationally for work is usually you get to the airport and then you see the inside of a conference room and that's it. Yep. And to be in great places like Tokyo or Taiwan or um, you know South Korea and not see a little bit of the history and the culture and, and get out of the conference room would be a huge myth, especially because it takes so long to get there. Um, so all of my international trips, obviously have worked that, like if I can do it with my schedule, I always add on a day or two. Um, the West Coast trips, I've started adding on a day or two and trying, I used to like fly in in the morning and do the red-eye home, um, yeah. whether it's just I'm getting old and I can't do that anymore <laughs> um, or what, um, but I just, I am definitely much better um, adding some time and getting like a good night's sleep and not like killing myself, and that's also one of the things I would say That's probably a little bit different about me with business travel. Like obviously we're a startup, so we're always watching our expenses and we're trying not to, you know, margins are really important here and even in all of that. But I think one of the mistakes that entrepreneurs make is that you, you know, kind of cut costs and travel cheap. And I think that just does such a hardship on your body and your mind that then you don't show up your best for the work you're doing or for the meeting you're going to be in, or even the best when you get home for your family. So that's one of the things that my team and I, you know, obviously we try to balance it, but one of the things we always try to do is make sure we're sleeping, we're staying in a hotel that we feel comfortable in. Um, you know, we try to not take red eyes. if We can absolutely avoid it, make sure we're sleeping. So I, that's one of the things that I think we, we try, we, we do pretty well here. Yeah,
0: you know, that's so interesting because <laughs> I've worked for many, many companies that don't believe in that, obviously. You know, it, it's taking the red eye to Toronto, pick you up at 6 a.m., drive you straight to the warehouse, factory, whatever, do meetings, work, lunch, and more meetings, company dinner, then you get to sleep. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I don't even remember the second half of the day because I was so wiped out from not sleeping on the plane.
1: I just don't... Yeah, I just don't believe... I mean, like, look, sometimes you can't help that, right? You just like... And I certainly... You know, this week, like, I have to go from Salt Lake and turn around and go to Pennsylvania, and it's just so... Like sometimes it just happens that way. But I think Mm -hmm. if you have a little bit of control, you know, that's not the best way to do it because I do think that you're not the client or the person you're meeting with isn't getting their best version of you. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, And especially when there's jet lag, right. Taken into consideration. And I, I personally think that the hardest time change is the East to West coast. Those three hours for some reason are like killer. I find going to like Europe or Asia much, easier. So coming home is obviously a different story, but being there, those three hours are tough. I
0: don't know. For me, it's like when I had to go back East, they say, Hey, okay, we're going to start the day at 8am. Well, that's 5am to me.
1: Yeah, I know. It's fine. Always remind the team here about that too, because I think if you've never traveled for work, it's just you just don't realize like how hard it is and how much of a beating your body and your mind takes. So I always tell the teams, like, think about where people are, or where they're coming from, because it's true. We have West Coast clients that got in, like, at 10 p.m. to New York the night before. They absolutely do, want, do not want to have a 9 a.m. meeting. That's terrible.
0: Right. <laughs> well, even just going to sleep, like, I, I, I've arrived the night before. But, you know, you're, you're trying to go to bed at midnight, which is only 90 or your body. That,
1: yep, exactly.
0: And you're like, I'm wide awake. It's midnight. Okay, I'm wide awake. It's 1 o'clock. It's like, yep. I need to go to bed. I need to get up and work in six hours. So yeah. that is that that is uh, a part of the hard part. Do you use any apps or any travel guides when you're when you're traveling?
1: So I use my fitness pal because I like to keep an update, like just to make sure I'm like walking, especially if I've been in a <laughs> multi meeting. Um yeah, and just make yeah. sure like I'm getting up and things like that. I mean, I'm a pretty religious exerciser. So I, I'm you luck I'm fortunate enough that when I travel the places I travel to, I tend to like group fitness because I can like make it make an appointment and schedule it and i keep it then i can like plan around it so i do like various boot camp or full cycle a lot on the road and i tend to like i always look i always actually look for two things when i travel i look for like what what's the exercise studio and then where is my blowout and usually i focus on those um but one of the things i need to work on is i think when i travel to places where either there isn't a great hotel gym or there isn't a studio that I like, what's another um, option? Uh, like, is there an app I can do that's, you know, exercise in the room? Because I think that's one of the tricks for me, besides staying hydrated, that really helps with um, staying focused and mentally energized is making sure that I keep my workouts consistent when I'm traveling so much.
0: I know that, that staying hydrated is a huge, huge help to, to just staying, uh, getting rid of jet lag when your body's, I don't know, but I don't know the, Exact scientifics, but a lot of the people I've talked to that are fitness people on, on my show say being just staying hydrated, just drinking water, not Coke, not Gatorade, yep.
1: not wine. Sadly yeah. for me, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, I drink a lot of water on the road. Um, you know, I still think I could probably be better at that because obviously there's a fair amount of entertaining that goes along with our job. So you you're sort of, yeah. you know, we're trying to get to net neutral um, with the hydration, <laughs> but. Yeah, I think I think hydrating and exercise are the two biggest things that I try to focus on. The eating also is, I would say, third for me. um, I try to make sure I'm not, you know, that I'm making smart choices, although I think that's that's a thing that that's hard because you just you lose control of your food options at some level.
0: That's always the struggle for me. I mean, you're traveling to to bigger cities. When I travel, sometimes I'm in towns of 800 people.
1: Yeah, that's very hard.
0: And you're like, really a good clean diet? Nah, it's not happening. You know, so you just do the best you can.
1: Yeah, exactly. I used to travel to Greensboro, like this mm-hmm. was like six years ago, and that was it was very challenging to find healthy, like not fried food. Yeah. Um, so I used to actually like pack stuff with me, like when I could, because you just it's true. I think if your eating routine is knocked out of whack so much, like you're you just don't perform as well.
0: Well, yeah, I, I went. To, <laughs> I had a, a road business trip to Louisiana, and uh, trying Cajun food for the first time, it, it was overwhelming <laughs> the amount of food they served me, and the fried food that I try to avoid when I'm home, and everything else. It was just like and then you just feel blah for a couple of yeah, hours.
1: Yeah, you, you get tired, even more tired.
0: So you're traveling two, three times a month. You know, it seems like are they two, three day trips, or are you doing weeks, or
1: so in August I have a trip coming up that's basically going to be about a week. Um, so sometimes it's like one night, um, and sometimes it's a week. I had a trip um, that went from like May 31st to like June 11th this year. So that that's was true. a long trip. Um, luckily I love my colleague that I was with the whole time, so <laughs> at least that made <laughs> it plan. We plan like nights off, quote unquote, even if the night off was randomly a Tuesday. We would like go, try to go do something fun. So it felt like we weren't working the whole 10 days because I think that's important too. But yeah, um, yeah so it really, it really ranges.
0: What uh, When you're gone, how do you, what's the best way for you to try, uh, balance your work life, you know, staying in touch with your friends your families, loved ones.
1: So I text a lot. I'm a pretty prolific <laughs> texter. I don't love FaceTime because I think it's like you're like, I mean, it's so nice to see each other, but it's, like, distracting to have a substantive conversation. Um, it's a lot of text, and I, um, you know, that's one of the things I always have to work on, because I actually hate talking on the phone, I think, because I have to do it so much at work. Yep. Um, so I usually make sure my husband and I, like, will schedule, like, times to talk um, or just make sure, like, we're, you know, always talking um, or always texting. I think, I think because I'm in the communications industry, I'm a fairly good communicator, So I think, I hope, at least, or I hope or I probably wouldn't have a company. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I would say those two things. And then, you know, when I come home, then I always try to make sure I schedule time with my friends or my husband just to make sure that, again, you're not, you know, because all of a sudden you can wake up and realize it's been a month and you haven't seen any of your friends that actually live in the same city as you.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, my travel is I was gone every every day last week. This day, this week, I'll be gone a couple of days. So I really have to go out of my way and go, okay, I know I'm tired from my travel, but I haven't seen my wife in a week and she hasn't seen me and she wants to go out to dinner. Yeah. Even though, even though I beaten out every night for five, six days straight, I know she wants to go out and have dinner. So.
1: Yeah. I, I'm in the same boat. I definitely have kind of, you know, sometimes all you want to do is sit on the couch, but I think you, know, you, you owe it to that, to your spouse to like be present <laughs> for them too. Exactly. Um, the other thing I would say I'm working on is also making sure I carve out alone time because I think that's really important, too. And I think when you're traveling and you come back and you haven't seen your spouse, or your friends, it's easy to, you know, deprioritize spending time by yourself because you haven't yeah. seen all these people. So that's one of the things I'm really working on, you know, this year is just making sure that I also have some Megan time.
0: Megan time. A little Megan time is always good, right?
1: Yes, it always <laughs> is.
0: Do you think being in this in because you're you're based in New York City? I'm going to assume Manhattan, but it might be one of the yes, other boroughs
1: Manhattan Our offices are in chelsea do
0: you, do you think uh because of where you you work and spent i mean it's it's hectic in Manhattan for anyone that hasn't visited it can be it's busy so is that part of the alone time where you're, you're, you find it's i mean for me like I can just walk down and I, I live by the beach, so I'll just go down to the beach and there's my alone time.
1: Yeah, so if I at it, so that would be my preference for alone time all the time. Um, yeah, you know, I think, so I think I'll answer your question in two different ways. I think that's one of the reasons I love to travel, because I think Manhattan is a perfect long distance boyfriend. I think you, <laughs> you love, you love leaving it, but you also love coming home to it. Yeah. So I think getting like a break from it a little bit from the energy and the hustle and bustle is good. Yeah. Um, But I think there's still ways to carve out balance and quiet time in Manhattan. Um, So I don't think that's necessarily New York City's fault. I think it's more on me. Like we, for instance, like my husband and I live in the East Village and we on our block, we have three parks. So, you know, it's certainly easy enough for me to go sit in a park and like read a book or sit out on our porch and just chill. Um, So I don't think that's necessarily on New York. I think that part is really more on me.
0: Okay, okay. (laughs) Uh, That's good to to take some self-blame. I get you.
1: Yeah. Take some accountability. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You you sound like a a very understanding CEO founder. And I know you have a staff underneath you and you you think, I mean, I've I've definitely had some, some CEOs and bosses I've worked for that (laughs) didn't give a rat's ass about how I felt, what I ate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's some, I worked for a guy, his, his nickname around the company was the Angry German. Oh, wow. And uh, he had to double wall of his offices to, to prevent other people around him hearing him his scream.
1: Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely so. not a younger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it seems like we've, and I hate to use this word because it sounds cheesy, but I, I really think business owners have evolved to a, a large extent to, to be more understanding and to care about. I mean, even like the company I work for now, they they set up a little part of the warehouse for a kettlebell, you know, lunch and all that stuff. It seems, it seems like companies are more, more aware of uh, employee health and and mentality.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely try to be, I mean, I know, you know, I think having, I never like the term work-life balance because I kind of think that doesn't really exist anymore, but I think, having work life presence and being present in whatever mm-hmm. you're doing and so making sure that you're carving out time to do the activities, whatever those are for you that refresh you. Um, because frankly, if I had a, a whole a team of 30 now, so if all 29 of my employees never left the office and were working all the time, we wouldn't really have to create creativity. We need to do this job. We wouldn't have the relationships We need to do this job. Um, so it really doesn't help my bottom line if people are, Running ragged and overworked, and never leaving, and getting not getting their energy gas tank refilled. Um, we we close a lot. Like we just closed the whole week of July 4th. Um, we close two weeks over the holidays. Um, we have summer Fridays. We have unlimited vacation. Um, so for me, I try to give everyone time off when everyone else is off, so we can all really unplug. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's important in a customer service oriented business. Like ours is, um, you just have to have a staff that's very accountable for their work, so that you know we all have the trust that we need to make sure everything's going to get done for our clients. But so everyone can do things that they need to do as individuals in their personal life.
0: And that, my friends, is why she was named Forty Under Forty. <laughs> I, it, hey. I, so it's so refreshing <laughs> to hear. You know, like I said, I. I, I I definitely worked for some old school people that didn't, didn't believe in any of that, so it's, it's nice to hear.
1: Thanks. Well, I'm only 39, so I think I'm like technically half a millennial,
0: so part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so part millennial, part what is it Gen X? I'm Gen X. Yeah,
1: part Gen X. <laughs>
0: okay. I was just watching some TV last night about Gen X people, and I'm like, oh, I got to watch about myself. I'm like, hey, that's not me. <laughs> talking about so when you're traveling what do you like you you, you're going to salt lake city that's going to be probably what a three and a half hour flight Yep,
1: three and a half hour flight
0: what do you fill your time with is it reading Um, music
1: yeah usually i do work on the planes um, because it's one of the few times where um you know my texts aren't coming through my phone isn't (laughs) ringing and i have and no one's walking into my office so it's yep. really like a block of uninterrupted thinking time I have. So I usually try to take, like, two or three, like, thinking pieces of work, uh, especially on long flights like that. Um, if it's, like, a, like, so tomorrow, well, tomorrow's not an example, but on the flights that are, like, nighttime flights, like, I should be not working anyway, I'll usually do, like, a little bit of work just to make sure I'm prepped for the next day, but then I'll, I love to read. So okay. I'll bring a book to read or I'll do something that really – I'll listen to music. I'll do something that really just gives me a chance to kind of wind down a little bit mentally because that's what I would be doing if I wasn't on the plane at that time.
0: Smart. Really smart. And I think yeah, – yeah, God, that's, that's, that's actually very smart because I think a lot of people will get into a movie or or a podcast or something to that effect, and then it kind of throws off your rhythm of what you would typically be doing anyways.
1: Yep. I totally agree.
0: I like that. You know, that's you know, that's what fighters do. I don't know. I mean, you know, mixed martial art fighters, they they don't train in the morning because all their fights are at night. So you, you you'll find that they'll do some stuff in the morning, but they're they're, they're working out at night, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night because they know when it comes fight time, they want their body on that same yep. rhythm.
1: Yep, totally.
0: That's smart. I like that. Um, anything? You, you what? Do you, what? Do you, what's a good travel story for you?
1: Well, I don't know if this is a good one, but I can give you my most epic travel story. Um, epic epic works. Epic. So last year, I was flying home from a meeting in Orange County, and I decided to go wild and try to fly from John Wayne instead of driving from LAX because I had heard um, I heard from everyone that John Wayne was an easy airport. It was lovely. So I was like, great. I'll avoid LAX. I'll go to John Wayne. I get to John Wayne. I guess – I didn't know this, but I guess there's a noise ordinance in Orange County. So the flights can't land past, like, 9 p.m. Yep. So the plane coming in from New York the night before, I guess, was scheduled to arrive at, like, 8.30, but got delayed. So it didn't land until 9.15, so it had to be routed to LAX. <laughs> so because of that, our flight was four hours delayed getting out of John Wayne because I had to get a plane. We get on the plane. By the time we get on the plane – and I'd shown up at the airport at like 6 a.m. So I'm worried, I'm sitting there for like four hours, like having woken up at like 5 to get there at 6. Yeah. And I had like a super intense meeting the day before and had a really intense meeting the next day. So like I had to get home. I think it was like a Tuesday. Like I had to get home like on Tuesday to make Wednesday's meeting. So we get on the plane. The pi- we take off. The pilot tells us that while during our delay, storms have gathered. like all across the midwest so we actually have to take the long way home by flying like down the coast across like texas and florida and then like up the east coast so we do that so the flight's like an hour longer than it's supposed to be which means by the time we're coming up the east coast the midwest storms have moved over the northeast and we end up having to circle above dc for like two hours until they see if the storms are going to clear. They don't. And at that point, we're running out of fuel So we've been in the air <laughs> for like four and a half hours on what was supposed to be like a four and a half hour flight. Yeah. And we have to do like an emergency landing in Norfolk, Virginia. So we land. They pull into the gate. And again, I'm like a seasoned traveler, so I kind of like, I see all this stuff going on and I'm like, this is not good. They actually it pull us into a gate and they open up the door and they let everyone like if you want, you can get off and on the plane because, like, you have been on the plane so long. Yeah. And like, this is not a good sign. So I'm, I emailed, we have a car service we use, so I emailed the car service, and I'm like, hey, you know, Lance, like, what are you seeing in terms of our, like, takeout, takeoff time? Because during this time, also, all the Newark flights have been grounded. Yeah, so exactly. no one was taking off or taking into Newark at this time. I'm like, what are you seeing? And he's like, well, it looks like, at this point, it was, like, 6 p.m., and so I had been almost up for like twelve hours at this oh point. And um, Lance is like, Look, your schedules to take off right now in about two and a half hours, but he was like, I would go suss it out with the flight crew because they've been uh, like your flight was supposed to take off at six AM so he's like they're getting to their clock out time, like but their mandatory yeah. clock the out time. time. Like, yep. And then you're gonna get cancelled.
0: And so I'm, like,
1: shoot. So I, I, like, casually roll up to, like, the front of the plane. And I'm, like, hey, you know, chatting with a flight attendant. I'm, like, so, like, what's the deal with this? And then she lets it slip that
0: Lance is right.
1: And they're going to have to, like, clock out pretty soon. So I get my bag at that point And I'm, like, screw it. I'm just going to get an Uber to D.C. And I'll spend the night in D.C. And then I can take a train. I'll just wake up early and take the train back. And I'll make my meeting. And it'll be fine. So I get, off, I get off the plane. I also check with all the other – I'm like, does anyone want to Uber with me? Because, like, the plane is not taking off. And everyone's like, no, we're good. We're going to risk it. I'm like, fine. So I get, I get this lovely Uber driver, this poor man, who we start driving to D.C., and, which is, like, a two-and-a-half-hour drive. And as we're driving to D.C., I'm searching, and there are no open hotels. Like, zero. Because apparently there was a sporting event at the Staples Center – and some other event happening, like, at the Washington Monument. So, like, every hotel is booked. So, I say to the Uber driver, I'm like, I know this is, like, a massive change in destination, but would you be willing to drive me home to New York City? Oh. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, we ended up driving, like, it took, I, took, I think it took us, like, eight hours. To drive home, and I got walked into my apartment at 3:30 a.m. in the morning. Oh, left God. for, I guess, until about 10. Got up and showered, and then went to my meeting.
0: And you were that was my to, epic
1: travel story.
0: You had to be sparkly too. That's awesome.
1: It was. It was uh, I got major street cred from the client yeah. that day.
0: Exactly, because because most people would have just said, "Hey, I'm gonna stay here. Cancel the meeting."
1: Yep. Yeah. Had, to, had to go back. <laughs> so I yeah, had to get there.
0: Couldn't make it. Hey, you know, if yep. you ever go to John, if you ever go to John Wayne airport again and you, and you pick up your bags, that's where they filmed Jerry Maguire.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I didn't so, realize that. I don't know. Honestly, Pete, I think John Wayne, and I have PTSD. I don't think I'm ever, because if I had gone to LAX, <laughs> like I originally wanted to do, I would have been home at like 2 PM and it would have been fine. I would have completely missed all the shenanigans.
0: So you're going to blame John, John Wayne Airport for... Yeah,
1: so I'm, I'm going to blame just... John... Every time John Wayne Airport comes up now, I'm just like, nope, nope, not That's not going to happen. I got you. I
0: got you. Well, have to, um, if you ever come out to L.A., how much time do you spend out in L.A. when you come out here?
1: Uh, a fair amount of time, usually a couple of days, because there's a lot of people to see out in L.A. Yeah, that's true.
0: Well, that's, you know, uh, I saw that you worked with uh, Courtney Kardashian on one of your things.
1: Yes, we did a few years ago. Yeah, she's I've nice. actually worked with all of the, almost all of the Kardashians.
0: Which one haven't you?
1: I haven't worked with Kylie or Kendall.
0: Okay. I, um, my daughter's intern, last internship while she was in college, was with Kim.
1: Oh, Kim is so nice. She's the first one I worked with. She was awesome. Yeah, and that's
0: my daughter said the same thing. She sure, worked for. So, I, I actually saved money because my daughter didn't have to take an extra class her, her last year, her last semester, because she got college credit working for Kim. Yeah. And then, um, when she graduated, she couldn't be an intern anymore, but uh, Kim's people called her up, and then she asked her if she was still looking for a job. She said, yeah. So, she worked for Chloe for a year and a half.
1: As oh, a, nice. Chloe's really as, nice, too.
0: Yeah, as her PA. And then, um, now she's, she's moved on and doing some other stuff, but.
1: That was probably a really great experience
0: for her. You know, my daughter lived vicariously through her. Her first job out of high school was working for Jared Leto. the uh, actor Actor and singer. Because that was her favorite (laughs) band when she was in high school. And they put on their Facebook page that they're looking for a college intern. And she comes up to me. She hadn't had a job. And I go, she goes, do you think I should apply? I go, yeah. I go, why not? I go, worst case scenario, you got to tell your friends you applied for a job with Jared. And then uh, she applied, and like a, couple, a week later or whatever, they called her back. Hey, they want me to interview. Do you think I should go? I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Worst case, worst case scenario, you get to say you interviewed at, at his office and all that. She got the job, so she worked there for a year, um, worked on their social media stuff, because he have a couple different companies. And um, and then she actually went on tour with uh, when they opened up for Lincoln Park. And she oh, cool. she, she handled the social media posts while, while they were on tour and all that. So,
1: oh,
0: that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so her her references are Jared Leto, Kim Kardashian, and Chloe. Yeah.
1: That uh, those references do not suck.
0: I'm like, yeah, it's not too many 20, early 20 year olds that are working with that. No,
1: definitely not.
0: But just all because she just applied, and that's that's literally one of the big reasons why I started my podcast. Oh, I'm really? Like, I'm like, because I'm the one that told her to do this and this and this, and then so I when I started thinking about the podcast, she was looking at me like. Hold on a sec. A whole life, he said. What's the worst thing that happened? Why not? Do you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and here, and here you are, hedging, you know, hemming and hawing about starting a podcast. I'm like, oh God damn, it. I guess I got to do it then. And and here we are, a year year plus later, talking to Megan Driscoll. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's 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 kind of got to Well, I'm, I'm
1: definitely bullet. not on the level of uh, Jared Leto or the Kardashians. <laughs> So, I definitely, I think you still have a a couple levels up to get.
0: <laughs> I, I yeah. well, but I'm getting there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Getting there. Oh, you know, the, but, you know, it's, it's kind of the parents telling the kids to try things. And then, you know, I, I think at some point the parents kind of give up on their own thing.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think that's definitely true. My mom actually works in the office um with us she started with us in um may of 2016 and she's definitely been exposed to a lot of things working here and it's been and also she's helped the team too um especially the women who this is their first job out of college yeah um she's kind of helped them with some like life things too so it's been it's been nice to see that
0: that's a good balance i mean and that's you know like my my daughter who's helped me with my website she's helped me with my social media
1: because
0: that's kind of her her thing and her era she's definitely helped out and you know, she can't say, "Well, you didn't do it." I say, "Well, it's all—it's all good together." So, what's the best way for for my listeners to to reach out and stay in touch with you and follow what you're doing and what the company's doing? I would
1: say, um, you know, our website is evolvemkd.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and LinkedIn. Just it's just evolvemkd. Um, and then for me, my Twitter handle is, um, MK Drisco, um, or my Instagram handle is Megan K Craig, which is my married name. So any of those things are, any of those are are the best way to get information. Yeah, I'll definitely put
0: those on on my website and put links over just so they can easily find you.
1: Yeah,
0: I truly appreciate the time. I know you're getting ready to, to bounce out of there. So, um, Again, thank you so much for the time. Of course. And thank
1: uh, you so for talking to you.
0: Have a good week and uh, uh, have fun in Salt Lake City.
1: Thanks. I'll try.
0: All right. Talk to you soon, Megan. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.